This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name's Sean Drotar. You can follow me on Twitter at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. It is baseball season, of course. We're getting very close to the dog days of August and the trade deadline just upon us this week. So we bring in our baseball expert, Jennifer Piacenti. You can follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. How's it going, Jen? It's going awesome, Sean. It is getting hot, huh? These trades left and right. Rich Hill, Nelson Cruz. I expect a lot of moves this week. It's going to get really, really fun. Yeah, and it can go from obviously smaller names to bigger names like yeah. uh, potentially you know, Max Scherzer, uh, Chris Ooh. Bryant, Trevor Story. I mean, there are so Joey Gallo, big names all over, getting flying all over the place, names-wise and rumors-wise. Uh, we'll find out if some of these happen any given day. And, of course, uh, keep that in mind when you start looking at uh, futures, too. You may want to hold off for a, a week and then see what your team necessarily <laughs> did before making a leap on a, on a new bet. But we want to look at three matches here on a Monday, take the beginning of the week, and we'll start with uh, one of the places you may not pay a lot of attention to, at least for the team that's at home, the team that's away, you absolutely should be. That's the White Sox taking on division rival Kansas City. Yeah, I absolutely love the White Sox here. I'm taking White Sox to win on the money line over at BetMGM minus 135. Of course, shop around, see if you can get even better odds. But I'm surprised they're not more heavily favored. I'm also taking the over nine and a half run total here. Now, there's a lot of reasons why. First of all, the Royals are probably going to be without um well, I shouldn't say they probably will be without. They very likely could be without Whit Merrifield. Yes. Um, so, and on the other side, we have Eloy Jimenez returning. So Mike Miner has been hit all year. He's especially vulnerable to righties. He has an ERA of nearly six when facing right-handed hitters. And by the way, the White Sox have the third highest batting average versus left-handed pitchers. So I just love loading these guys up for DFS. You've got Jose Abreu. He's slugging 600 versus lefties on the season. He's 3,700 on FanDuel. You've got Andrew Vaughn. Who's batting 304 with five of his 11 home runs this year versus left-handers? He's only 2,800, and in addition, he's slugging 600 with four homers just in July. So I love that pick. And then we see Eloy back tonight, DHing like he should. I hope Tony Larusa learns his lesson. Don't let this kid play in the outfield. Keep him safe. Pack him in bubble wrap if you can. Let him hit. He has a top 5% of the league. Um, everything. <laughs> Hard hit rate, max exit velocity. He has incredible talent. He's 3,000. He's been smoking hot at AAA. So I just feel like the White Sox are probably going to take this one. The reason I'm taking the over is um, Dallas Keuchel is a contact pitcher. And I and the Royals are actually a high contact team, believe it or not. So I don't think there's going to be any kind of a shutout or high strikeout situation here. In addition to that, Jorge Soler has been really hot lately. Four home runs over the last week. Again, top 5% in hard hit rate, top 5% in max exit velo. If he elevates just one then it's gone. So I like White Sox to win this minus 135 on the money line over nine and a half for the run total. And by the way, Jorge Soleil only 2,800 over on FanDuel tonight. I definitely like both of those. Those make a lot of sense to me. The uh, Royals, of course, you mentioned Whit Merrifield, one of the names that is on the, the trade list, which means on any given day at this stage, you don't know he could get held out uh, in case of a potential trade. So that's 
uh, concern. But the funny thing might surprise people, though, is over the last 10, the Royals are six and four and the White Sox Mm -hmm. have been sitting around at five and five. And as you pointed out, Royals uh, as a team batting 251 in their last 10, which by today's standards might as well be 300. (laughs) Low teams are hitting the White Sox in comparison have a batting average over their last 10 at 217. So, yeah, they're the better team. Uh, they have the better end of the pitching matchup by a little. You're right. In today's sort of swing and miss baseball, the fact that Dallas Keuchel has 64 strikeouts on the year is a definitely a, a concern at times because, you know, he throws hittable balls. And when you have a couple guys with some sluggers, guys like uh, all-star Salvador Perez, there's a chance to get a couple there on the right place, right time. Some runs fly out of the, the, the into that uh, building it, they head out into that fountain and out in KC. So I like that. I like I like that pick a lot. Both the the White Sox to win and then that over because I agree with you. I think some runs are going to get scored tonight. Yeah, that's how I see it going. So uh, fingers crossed. Let's let's put some money on the White Sox tonight. I like that we're we're, we're staying Midwest today. We're just yeah, gonna go. Uh, we're staying in the right. Centrals today. So okay, <laughs> gonna go see, the other side though. You thought I'd want to talk about the Astros because I usually do. And I do think the Astros <laughs> are going to win and probably by more than two. But we got to mix it up sometimes. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's your uh, there's your team. My team's in Colorado and I don't want to talk <laughs> about them as, as, as minimal as I possibly can. And I'm out of time that I can talk about the Colorado Rockies. The Reds are going to take on the Cubs. The Cubs, another team like with Merrifield. We talked about Chris Bryant on the block too. one of the the bigger names expected to be dealt. So maybe that's something to consider as well. But the Reds, uh, three games over 500, visiting the Cubs, only two games under, but in clear sellers mode. Uh, They do have uh, this. We've talked about the last time he came to town. (laughs) Kyle Hendricks, right? Last Mm -hmm. time we talked about the Cubs, Kyle Hendricks was the pitcher. I warned everybody. Pay no attention to win-loss. Kyle Hendricks is 12-4, and four, which is phenomenal. Wade Miley's 8-4, and four, but Wade Miley is almost a full run better in ERA than Kyle Hendricks. Yes, that's true. Though Kyle Hendricks has settled down a lot over the last few months. So um, I, I do like Kyle Hendricks. And what I like about this game is the under of eight and a half because Kyle Hendricks and Wayne Miley have been pretty dialed in mm-hmm. as of late. Now, I like the Reds here. Um, the Cubs are favored. The Reds on the right. money line are plus money, plus 105. And I, I don't see why we're getting such great odds. I Maybe because the Cubs are at home and because Hendricks has been good as of late. But here's the thing. Just as you mentioned, by the time this game rolls around, the Cubs could be without Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, uh, Anthony Rizzo. They could be without Craig Kimbrell. So I, I don't like taking the Cubs here. I'm taking the Reds who are still fighting. They're a good hitting team. And I even like Wade Miley as a DFS play. Now, mind you, I'm not going to take Hendricks as a DFS play, even though they, I think they probably, you know, both pitch well, as far as earned runs, Hendricks doesn't really strike men out at the same rate that Wade Miley can. Wade Miley had an eight strikeout game last week. Now I'm not Many of them are major strikeout pitchers, but I like Wade Malley as the DFS play. Uh, the Cubs have the seventh highest strikeout rate for July, and Wade Miley has gone seven innings or more in five of his last seven starts. So that's my play there. I like the Reds to win this, plus 105, and I like the run total for under eight and a half. Yeah, I, I like that as well. I think that makes a lot of sense, especially because uh, of what, the things you mentioned. Hendricks, by the way, uh, has one significant thing that he still hasn't tidied up and that is that he's given up 20 home runs on the year 
in 117 innings. So you can do the math. Basically, every time out, he surrenders a home run to somebody. So that may be one of those days for you DFS folks or a player's prop. If you if you just have a feeling for one of your guys on Cincinnati, throw the dart because Hendricks coughs up the long ball. But I, I agree with all of those. I think those make a tremendous amount of sense. I, I don't understand why the Reds are, are plus, except for the fact that you know more people just tend to think about the Cubs. But on top of that, the Reds are 25 and 22 on the road. They are uh, the team that is better on the road. They have a winning record on the road. They have a winning record, by the way, as the underdog and the Cubs on the year as the favorite. They have a losing one. And we do have to remember that a lot of times when we see these odds, they're not necessarily who Vegas thinks. Correct. It's who people think and where the money is coming in. So if you've got a lot more Cubbies fans for whatever reason betting on this game, you know, that could be why it swings that way. Or you've got Kyle Hendricks, you know, entire family betting on this game. You know, you (laughs) never know. So um, do bear that in mind. I'm not saying the Cubs can't win this game. I think they're very evenly matched, these two teams actually, especially lately. As you mentioned, there's not a big swing in their win total. But I do think that the Reds are the better pick here. Yeah, and that's that's a good thing to note if you're somewhat new uh, to this. And that obviously, a lot of people are with a lot of states changing that their laws uh, this year. That remember when you see that. Really, it's exactly as Jen's saying. It doesn't really mean very much. All the books are trying to do is make sure that for for their side, about 50 percent of of the money comes in on one team and 50 percent of the money comes in the other team, because that way the, the sports books win no matter who else wins. So that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to level it off. And so when you have. Uh, more popular teams, teams with bigger stars. Sometimes there's an opportunity when you have their opponents to find a little better deal than you ordinarily would simply because the team that is a little more famous ends up getting a few more bets on them. That's just the way it is, especially in those bigger markets like Chicago, like New York, like L.A., where a lot of people just like to bet on the home team. There's a lot more of them than, let's say, in Cincinnati, Ohio, and that can sometimes uh, alter that and give you an opportunity like this one that we agree on on the Reds today. We have one more matchup for you. We'll keep it right down here in the Midwest, in the Central. We'll do that in just a couple moments on Six and Stacks. Welcome back to Sticks and Stacks. I'm Sean Drotar. She's Jim Piacenti, our baseball expert. We looked at two games right up the middle in the Midwest of the United States. And you know what? We're going to do it again. Minnesota is at home. Uh, one of the more disappointing teams this year when you consider what their expectations were. Detroit wasn't expected to be very good, but these two teams sit in roughly the same area. They're not really going anywhere, but they're still talent, and there's still an interesting matchup on tap when Detroit takes on Minnesota tonight. Yes, I am. You know how I always love to do one ugly pick. This is my ugly pick of the day. Um, I like the total to go over 10 today. I like Michael Pineda for over four and a half strikeouts at plus 105. That is because Detroit loves to swing and miss. But I like the Tigers to win this at plus 140. Believe it or not, Tigers have actually been a lot better. Their batting average has improved. They've definitely gotten back into the swing of things. No pun intended. Now, again, as we mentioned, this is trade week. The Minnesota Minnesota Twins are in seller's mode, right? They could easily be rid of Josh Donaldson by the time this game rolls around. So I love the idea of the Tigers pulling the upset here. Tigers won seven of their last 10. Twins have lost seven of their last 10. So 
as far as who's surging and who's going the other way, the Tigers have the momentum right now. They really have nothing to lose. No one expected anything from them. They're just starting to get in the swing of it. Akil Badu, Jonathan Scope, Robbie Grossman, they're getting a bit exciting. Meanwhile, the Twins are sellers. You know, they're not feeling so good, probably. Pineda just, you know, wasn't good in his first start after getting off the IL. And um, yes, I think he'll strike out enough Detroit Tigers to hit this strikeout prop at plus 105. But uh, I'm taking the Tigers to win this one, even though Minnesota may have the more talented hitters. I agree with you for a couple reasons. I mean, one, uh, obviously, you don't do look at the last 10 for these teams, and it's it's night and day. Not only have the Tigers won 7 out of 10 compared to the Twins, three, as you pointed out, but the Tigers are batting 276 yeah. as a team. They are red <laughs> hot, and they're doing it without the pitching being an issue. They have right. 3.2 ERA at the, over that same span. They have outscored their opponents by 22 runs in the last 10 games. Uh, they're playing well. Like you said, they don't have anything to lose, and the Twins are, are probably emotionally a bit down uh, they're they're going to lose players. They're going to lose more players, I should say. And, and they understand that their season is essentially over. And here they are, not even August, and they're playing out the string. And yeah, that can be something that's hard to deal with. And I think that's a little bit of what you're seeing in the last 10 games or so for the Twins already. But I do love, I didn't have that one. I love that Michael Pineda uh, strikeout pick. He's getting to five in baseball. Yeah. Against a team that strikes out a lot. And, oh, just by the way, in baseball today, where it's uh, three true outcomes all day long, getting to five for a guy that can throw it like Pineda. Yeah, I absolutely love that as well. So, uh, boy, you know, I was thinking after our last one, I might uh, find a way to separate with you. But nope. I love everything. I love all of it. Every single one of these makes sense to me. So we'll, we'll take a minute, Jen. And, and if you could, let's review real quick uh, the, the particular ones that you like for tonight. Let's start in Kansas City against the White Sox. Kansas City like the White Sox to win uh, on the money line. And I like uh, the game run total to go over nine and a half. All right. And going to Chicago where the Cubs host the Reds. I like the Reds on the money line, plus 105. I also like the run title to be under eight and a half. Okay. And, of course, in this one, you said you liked Detroit and, pardon me, and you liked it over, right? I do. I like Detroit to over win, 10. plus 140. I think it's going to go over 10. That one you can. That one I'm not putting any money on. The one I'm putting money on is Pineda over four and a half strikeouts at plus 105. So Tigers to win, plus 140. If I am picking on the run total, I'm going over because I think uh, both these teams can hit. I think both the pitchers are hittable. All right. Well, there you have it. There's three games in those central divisions in the AL and NL, and we're going with the road team in each one of them. So good luck there. <laughs> we'll be back a little later in the week with a few more. Uh, this has been fun. And, and if you're just tuning in to Sticks and Stacks, thank you very much. We're delighted to have you. Hope you stick around. You can click subscribe, uh, get these wherever you, anyone chooses to get their podcast. Your friends, we appreciate it. Like I said, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. And you can follow Jen at Jen Piacenti, which is P-I-A-C-E-N-T-E-I. For Jen, I'm Sean. We'll be back later this week. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.